freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. everybody welcome to episode number 369 of gun freedom radio where we engage we educate and we inform we are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com where you set the price on guns ammo and accessories i am one of your hosts cheryl todd and i'm the other guy dan todd our theme today is Law of Defense, and we have two guests today. We do. We have Lana Bryan and Sin Ladd. Mm -hmm. uh, Lana is an operations manager for U.S. Law Shield and oversees nine states for the company and has been with the company for eight years. Lana has been an NRA instructor for many years and, this, and has been an avid shooter for 30 years. Her passion of empowering women and teaching children the safety and fundamentals of shooting is her passion. Absolutely. Sin Ladd is a district manager for the Arizona, uh, for U.S. Law Shield. And there should be more to that because there it's sure a lot is. of work. There sure is. And she wears, I think, all those similar hats to being a trainer uh, and all those things. But welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us on. Absolutely. So I would like you to tell us individually, you know, U.S. Law Shield does so many things. And whether you are working with the company or whether you're a, a member, a paying member, uh, there are individual reasons in your personal life that brings you to that place. And Lana, I wanted you to go first. What is it that caused you to dedicate the last eight years of your life uh, this isn't just, you know, a job to do that you are impacting people's individual personal lives. And we've got you muted accidentally. Let's get you unmuted. There you go. Go ahead. Okay. So, you know, thank you, Cheryl. Thank you, Dan. Honestly, the reason why I did it, because as an instructor, it was so important that I teach my students the fundamentals, the marksmanship. I get their groupings at half dollar size at seven yards. I teach them the laws of where to carry, where not to carry. Everything to, to, to make sure that they're a responsible gun owner. But what kind of instructor am I if I don't teach them the full 360? Mm -hmm. What happens after they've had to use force? What happens after they've had to stop the threat? Then what happens to the average citizen? A lot. You're going through the legal system because we don't have a justice system. Mm. And so because of that, doing that portion of what I love about Law Shield is why I flipped my hat to go to the other side and really try to explain to students across this country, thousands and thousands of why you have to have a program in place so that you have the protection that you need. God forbid you have to use force. 
Boy, that is so well said. And, and Miss Sin, uh, part of the reason we didn't put all of your accolades in your uh, description is because uh, you have such a personal and personalized story about why self-defense and being prepared and ready is, is so important. So why Law Shield, U.S. Law Shield? And talk to us a little bit about your own personal experiences. Thank you, Cheryl, and thank you, Dan. It's nice to be here, and hi, Lana. Um, my background is a little bit different than Lana's. Uh, I would say my personal experience of having grown up with learning disability, undiagnosed, um, ADHD, it just wasn't usual back in the 50s or 60s for girls especially to be uh, acknowledged as having those issues. So at a very young age, I had to learn how to adapt, read rooms, read people, and just figure out how to fit in. Unfortunately for me, that left me with a lot of fear in my mm -hmm. life. And uh, going into my, my early years and into my business life, um, I learned how to fake it while I was trying to make it. Um, but that wasn't a real healthy way to live. And as I've gotten older, I realized there's a lot of women out there that have gone through a very similar struggle as myself. In 2003, I obtained one of the early uh, concealed carry permits from the state of Minnesota. And there was no classes, nothing required. I just simply went down to the sheriff's office, filled out paperwork and bam, I've, I've got a concealed carry. And uh, I bought my first firearm um, it was an antique 1880s Colt service revolver, and that was going to be my carry gun. And I knew nothing. Um, fast forward to uh, the mid-2015 era, and uh, uh, I had an incident at the airport that was very shocking to me um, and uh, ended, up, ended up costing me several thousands of dollars. And as a result of this, I went down the path of wanting to learn everything I could about my firearm, about self-defense, um, finding an instructor like Lana so that I could put my groupings like that because up until then, there really wasn't anything for women out there. Mm -hmm. And I saw the need and chose then to become a firearms instructor, an NRA instructor. And I really found a niche in working with women who, like myself, were very insecure, very fearful. Um, but as a result of different events in my life, I am passionate about teaching women how to live a fearless life. You know, it's sad because back in the day, back in the 60s and 70s, women weren't invited into no. this industry. And, and what a mistake that was. Can you imagine how powerful we'd be right now if in the 60s, women took control of of what, you know, of firearms, because you guys are the voice. You're the ones that are making it so people are aware because guys just didn't talk about stuff like that. Well, we yeah. still were suffering with the roles of the, the 50s, you know, post-depression, post-World War II. And um, our role was supposed to be in the home. And having grown up in the, the 60s and into the 70s, I was, I think I put in my description, I, I had to learn how to tap toe around in the China closet when I was actually a bull. <laughs> uh -huh. And um, I, I got kicked out of home ec. I didn't want to learn how to cook. 
<laughs> and I was the first girl in my school to take shop. And you know, th there's a lot of us women who can cook and be domestic, but yet we also wanna learn how to take care of ourselves. And we wanna be involved in the sport of shooting. You know, I just look at, I mean, you guys know this, I, I look at how much the holster industry has changed in just yes. five years geared yes. around women and they are waking up Danny I agree a hundred percent with you that um had we been recognized and maybe if some of the movements that started during that period rather than being so extreme if if we if they would have been more focused on inclusion mm -hmm. of men and women rather than excluding and um almost to the point of alienating um, men from women, women from men, and uh, trying to battle for this superior standing, maybe we would have gotten a lot farther than where we are even today. Well, right. thankfully, we are in those kinds of conversations today. And, you know, even though Dan's outnumbered here that, you know, three, three women and, and him in this conversation, uh, U.S. Law Shield is for men and women. This isn't a, a women's only kind of an organization. I have tons of questions about that. And one of them, I'm sorry to interrupt you. That's okay. But how many, how many times are guns used to save crime every year? So that actually leads me into the question that I had. And I wanted to say a specific name in, in leading up to this question. Lana, I'm going to throw it to you. The whole Kyle Rittenhouse thing has brought so much about self-defense into sharp focus for people. Um, and so there are hundreds of similar stories that don't make it to the national prominence of somebody like a Kyle Rittenhouse, but end up being financially ruinous for uh, individuals just trying to save life, their own or their family members. Uh, what are some of the real life events that you have seen people go through and, and where does that intersect with something like, you know, this, uh, us, what us law shield offers. So very, very good question because in the legal industry, in the, in the legal world, there is no black and white. Mm -hmm. It is gray. So gray. If you talk to any good criminal defense attorney and you ask them a direct question, can I do X, Y, Z? The number one answer you hear from these attorneys is it depends. Mm -hmm. And when you say it depends, now one little scenario comes out of the equation, the whole story changes. Mm -hmm. So when I teach and I show a video and I ask for a raise of hands, you wouldn't believe how many people say one way versus another way. And we're all like-minded. We're all sitting in the same room. We're all being taught by the same instructor but they have different views because, well, what if there was a baby car seat in the back seat? What if, what if, what if? There's so many scenarios. And so you have to protect yourself because you have to act stand on your fourth, fifth, sixth, and eighth amendments. Mm. This is what our, these are what all of our people have fought for uh, in, in, in the United States and our military and our armed forces, what they have served to protect. And we as law-abiding citizens are so quick to give it up. We're mm -hmm. so quick to just start talking the minute because we want to mm -hmm. have court right in our living room. Mm -hmm. um, back to the woman um, with, with firearms real quick. Uh, a firearm just puts a woman on an equal playing ground with somebody bigger and badder than you. Mm -hmm. 
So when I teach women, I just explain to them, it's a tool. That's all this is. It's a tool, but you got to get proficient with your tool. You have to understand the marksmanship. You have to understand the laws and you need to get protection so that you have representation immediately. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's where I was leading to is that, uh, you know, the U S law shield, you know, helps pay your legal fees if you have a problem. And I know of three incidences, three people that have used a firearm to protect themselves that the court system, you know, they kept taking money from them and more money and more money. And they tried to plead them to do a plea mm -hmm. so that they would lose all their rights, but then they wouldn't have any more uh, legal fees. And so close, these three people came so close to just saying, I give up, I'll take my plea and go, but they didn't. And they were able to win the case. And Annie, having... it's, it's, it's more than that. It's all, we pay all the attorney fees. Okay. Mm -hmm. There is no out of pocket. Hmm. They pay a membership due. That membership due covers all of your attorney fees criminally and civilly. Hmm. My students would ask me over the years, you know, Lana, how in the world can you sue somebody in civil court when you want in criminal? So you've gone through a two-year criminal court battle. Now you're faced with civil charges from the family, from whoever. Civil's where it gets very expensive. And so I would ask my students, well, let's just, let's just go ask OJ Simpson how that worked out for him. Yeah. <laughs> because it doesn't right. matter. He was right. found not guilty in a court of law. And if he was found not guilty in a court, no matter how you thought about the, the, the case, he mm -hmm. was found not guilty, but he was turned around and sued in civil court and lost a $33.5 million lawsuit. Yeah. So that's where it gets expensive. Law Shield has your back from the, from the start to the end, all mm -hmm. appeals, all the way to the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. We will not, 98% of every single civil Every 98% of every single self-defense case in this country is settled with a plea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is the scariest stat that I want everyone that's listening, that's watching the show can understand 98% because when you're charged with 20 years or you're facing 20 years, but the DA comes back to you and says six months probation, you're good. And you mm -hmm. say, Hey, that sounds a lot better. Cause I don't have to pay my attorney fees anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm done. Six months, I get to go home. I'm going to take that. That's a plea. That's admitting guilt. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. A friend of ours, Marcus, he, um, um, Marcus the Santa, the Santa shooter called the Santa shooter out of Detroit. He, he, he defended and saved somebody's life and he almost lost everything. And he was at a point, I got to plead because I can't afford to fight this anymore. Mm -hmm. And so yes. what I, what I want to explain to people, I mean, we're members of the U S law shield, the, the, the thing is that you could do everything right, every single thing right, and you still are going to get, you're still going to, it's going to cost you money. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. And, you know, really, this could easily sound like a great big infomercial, and that's not really what we're trying to do here. We're trying to say, this is a serious and re a serious reality that if you, God forbid, have to use your firearm to save a life in the movies the good guy the police show up they somehow miraculously know who the good guy is right good guy walks off into the sunset takes his firearm home with him lives happily ever after that is not what happened look at kyle rittenhouse right look at what happened to his life he was tried in the media 
He was tried on so you know on uh, social media. He was tried in people's living rooms where you know everybody they just wanted to say, well, he shouldn't even have been there. And that right there is the end of their thought process. It's like, well, whether he should or should not have been there, he was there. And from the time that that someone turned on him and he had to start protecting himself, were his actions legal? Were they reasonable? Right. These are the kinds of things we're talking about. And even if they were, which the court finally found out, yeah, they were. Two, as you were saying, Lana, two different people can look at the same incident and one goes, that's perfectly re reasonable what he did. And the next person wants to say, you know, he was somehow the aggressor. So this is why we have to have these kind of conversations that, you know, when the good guy doesn't walk home in the sunset, uh, what happens next? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then you also have the same thing with the Kyle Rittenhouse case. How much did that cost him? His oh mom still has a GoFundMe. She still has the GoFundMe um, going on right now. They, they I, I just, my heart broke for that kid that actually did what he had to do at that moment. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, whatever happened, happened. But you got to find 12 people that agree to you that are not smart enough to get out of jury duty, first of all. Um, mm -hmm. And to every, every, every attorney will tell you that is the hardest part of any court case is finding 12 jurors mm -hmm. because you could just see how they turn this around. They turn it around completely. Well, and, and there are stories, go ahead, Sin, Cynthia. Well, I was just gonna say that, you know, we have high profile, a lot, not a lot, but we have high profile cases that get this attention, but to the, everyday average person, um, somebody like myself, uh, what if you don't know the laws and staying current on the laws as an everyday carry person, you may not realize that by open carrying, you could be accused of brandishing. Mm. And just that scenario, I recently, I choose to open carry. I'm a smaller framed woman. This is my personal choice. I use it as uh, a way for any predators, if they're out there, we know that they're out there, they're mm -hmm. always stalking, they're always looking for opportunity. Mm -hmm. I want them to view me as um, not an easy, soft target. Mm -hmm. I choose to open carry for that reason. But recently I had a situation coming out of a store and somebody was confronting me and I just, I put my hand up and I turned to walk to my car and they continued to try and confront me um, on something, had I turned and engaged and, you know, had hands up saying things, maybe got firm with them. If I didn't understand the laws and he could have called in and the thing is criminals lie, people lie. <laughs> they make figure. up stories and they tell <laughs> the police, oh, that woman had a gun and she drew it and she threatened me. Mm. And had I not known, I don't turn and confront somebody when I am open carrying, mm -hmm. I could have been met with a knock on my door and mm -hmm. police there. And now I got to figure out what I'm going to do. And that's where U.S. Law Shield comes in, mm -hmm. that I can call my attorney and say, hey, look, this is what happens. And they take it from there. Mm -hmm. And so it could be something as simple as maybe a scenario that's going to cost you a thousand dollars, because I'm sure you guys know how much an attorney costs by oh, the gosh. hour. Too much. I, my scenario that I dealt with back in 2013 
was $5,500. Yeah. And I made, I, I made a simple mistake. Yeah. And everyday people deal with this um, all the time. Yeah. And, and you and I have that in their budget. (laughs) Well, we know what the laws, we know what's going on down at the Capitol and we know how quick these things are changing Mm -hmm. all the time. And they're not always changing for the better for us too. Absolutely. My attorney is so expensive that at Christmas time, they send me a Christmas card and they bill me for it. (laughs) Okay. All right. So it's one of his favorite jokes. I love it. I love that. You know, with, with, Okay, being a responsibly armed citizen, you know, you should do whatever you can to, to be as safe as possible and get the help and protection that you need. But we see all these, the 200,000 people a year that use a firearm to protect someone. 200,000, 2.5 million okay, at least. 2.5 million. So if you carry a firearm, there is a chance, a pretty good chance, especially with the, some of these cities, the way that they're not going after criminals there is a good chance that you're going to use your firearm and that you're going to uh, have face a court. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the facts. It's, it really is. So I want to talk about uh, a gentleman that by the grace of God, because he believes he was doing God's work in God's house mm-hmm. uh, by the grace of God, he didn't end up having to be hauled off to jail and sit through the weekend and wait to be arraigned and, and on and on that happens so often to people, a man named Stephen Williford, he is known as the hero of Sutherland Springs. He is the guy who charged barefoot out of his house when his daughter alerted him that the church next door on the other side of a field from his house, that there were gunshots. There was a man in there, just evil, just, just murdering people. So Stephen grabbed his firearm barefoot, didn't have his phone, didn't have his shoes, ran across the field, went and engaged this evil human being and interrupted his, his uh, murder spree and saved lives. So Stephen uh, has a very special relationship with you ladies and U.S. Law Shield. Um, so I just want you to kind of pick up from there. And Lana, we'll go to you. Uh, talk to us about how you guys became aware of Stephen and, uh, and just take it from there. Stephen is an NRA instructor. He's a distinguished expert. He had been a U.S. Law Shield member for years and years. Um, when this happened to him and, you know, he was, you know, even though he did everything right and he jumped in the, in the fire, as you want to say, um, and I want to wait for, for him to tell the story to you and your listeners the way he does it, but I'll tell you the way I hear it. And when I have been with him so many times, um, when I picked him up at the airport, I took a selfie of us immediately. And I'm like, how often do I get to drive around Atlanta with a hero in my car? Mm. Um, he's just such a amazing human being. He said that the Holy Spirit took over him. And as he charged out and screamed, come at me, come at me. Um, there was no cover. He had no cover. And he just did that. He, has, he wasn't even in any armor, nothing. So mm. he would have been taken out. And it is amazing how God protected him. But, you know, when he talks and we talk about him being a hero, he talks about the 26 people that died and the 20 people that walked out with bullet wounds. So 46 people were, were hit in that church that day. And 
he is, he says they were the heroes Mm -hmm. and he talks about their stories. Mm -hmm. And Stephen is, Stephen made Chuck Norris cry. Please make sure that you guys ask him (laughs) if he made Chuck Norris cry and he's got evidence. So I want you guys to do me a favor and say, I heard that you made Chuck Norris cry. Um, So that's pretty much a, an amazing man right there. Um, Yeah. He, he was investigated by, by so many different agencies because they all have to clear him. Mm -hmm. So they have to clear every agency has to do their investigation. All of that takes time and money and you have to understand what, what happens. And and he did everything right. So yeah, the barefoot defender, that Mm -hmm. is, that is his title. Absolutely. And then Cynthia, uh, you are part of uh, connecting him with us here in Arizona for a big event we have coming up. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, I'm excited to be able to do what Lana did because I get to meet him at the airport and uh, chauffeur him around for those five, six days that he's going to be with us. And just to be able to be with somebody that is so highly trained and skilled in in the use of his firearms um i'm gonna i'm gonna see if he wants to go to the range with me of course maybe do a little range time together um but it's um it's going to be fun bringing him down to your establishment we're going to be doing something down at az firearms and i'll let you talk about that but we also then uh he is going to be leading the motorcycle uh, uh procession for the um uh Second Amendment rally at the state capitol, and he will be at our booth. He's going to be a speaker on the stage, and I know he's looking forward to this. It is just going to be a fun event. Absolutely, and so the rally is uh, the ninth annual Celebrate and Protect the Second Amendment rally event. It is going to be held on the lawn of the Arizona State Capitol, which is like a beautiful park setting. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's gonna be from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturday, February 19th of 2022. And as you say, uh, he is going to lead the motorcycle parade. He's going to be hanging out at the U.S. Law Shield booth. I'm sure taking selfies, shaking hands, greeting people. He's the most humble guy. Uh, just so lovable, so likable. And then he is sort of our end note capstone speaker for the day. And uh, he, as you said, the way that he tells his story, uh, you don't have to be Chuck Norris to cry. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're proud. You're proud of what he did. You're thinking to yourself, would I have the stuff? Would I be made of the stuff? Am I trained well enough? to do what he did because he credits his training and he credits God for being able to save lives that day. 100%. Right. You know, uh, he said the phrase I've heard other trainers use your body will not go where your mind hasn't been. That's right. So he has, maybe he never envisioned that exact scenario, shoeless Joe and the whole thing. Right. But he, he envisioned enough that he understood how to function his firearm. He understood even that he stood there without cover and called the fire to himself. He understood what he was doing. He wasn't, he wasn't doing something careless. He understood because he had trained for it and he knew that time was nobody's friend in that church. And he had Cheryl, you do know that his, um, 
that active killer, you know, cause we're not going to call him anything, but an active killer. The other mm-hmm. guy, mm-hmm. the active killer was in full class three body armor, mm-hmm. had given up 30, 30 round magazines, mm-hmm. 30, 30 round magazines. When he grabbed his AR-15, understand that when, when Stephen tells the story, he had to match him mm-hmm. gun for gun. Mm-hmm. And, but he threw, his daughter is an NRA instructor. His daughter um, is also a distinguished expert. And she was following her daddy out the door, meaning they were yeah. both going. Yeah. And he said, no, he threw her magazines and threw her ammo. And he told her to start loading magazines. Mm-hmm. And I asked him why he did that. And he said, because I gave my daughter busy work to do. I gave her something to do so that she wouldn't follow me out of that house because Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would have come back. Mm -hmm. And he said, so I wanted her to stay in the house and load magazines for me because he didn't know what to expect at the church. He didn't know if there was one shooter. He didn't know if there was two, three. So he did what he had to do, but to think that quickly on his feet. Yeah. Um, You know, he's a plumber by day. Yeah. And he was on his one day of rest to be at home and he didn't go to church the one day he didn't go to church. Um, but his story is, is It's just absolutely amazing. It so is. And, uh, you can just find inspiration in so many ways, uh, by listening to, to what he did, how he did it, who he credits, what he did next. And, you know, there are people out there that want to pigeonhole those of us that own guns and, and support our rights. And Stephen Williford's story, the events surrounding what happened in, in his life, make him very difficult, make, make it harder for the other side to pigeonhole because bad guy, active murderer that was there doing evil things to other human beings, children, women, older people in this church, the tool he chose, the AR-15. Oh, that must be because the gun's evil, right? Oh, wait. The man who, who ran towards danger in his bare feet, the tool that he used to save lives and stop murder. Wait, what was it? The AR-15. Right. So if the gun's evil, how do you square that? Right. Right. right? You can't. You can't. You can't. And that's the left. And that is the absolute left's agenda. You know, the, the AR-15, the assault rifle, one pull of the trigger and 15 rounds come out at once. Um, (laughs) you know, I told my husband, I said, I'm telling you, uh, honey, I mean, he's a gunsmith. I said, I really want one of those guns. I mean, (laughs) apparently I've, I've never owned one. I also want an AK-47, you know, an assault killer that shoots one round, one pull and 47 rounds come out at once. Um, it's amazing what the left will say Mm -hmm. to turn the narrative as Mm -hmm. I get to protect myself and my family and those I love, Mm -hmm. whatever, at whatever the cost. And I want to add as a woman Mm -hmm. that levels the playing field, Mm -hmm. whether we're using a handgun, an AR, an AK, a shotgun, as a woman, I want every possible tool, mm-hmm. legal, that is available to me so that I don't have to be a victim out there. I don't have to be afraid because evil is out there. Mm-hmm. Evil will come to your door. It isn't that we're out there looking for it, but by God, I want to be prepared so that I have every fighting chance to survive it. Mm-hmm. And these lawmakers 
I, I shake my head in disbelief at so many of them who are uneducated. They, they make statements, they try and propose bills. They, they talk about trying to take um, our firearms away from us, but yet at the same time, they're pro-woman and um, they wanna support our right, our right. I mean, it, it's just such an oxymoron. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, I'm tired of it. Mm-hmm. I am just, I won't, let's see, H-E double hockey sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Passionate about mm-hmm. educating women, training women to be fearless, not listen to these, these fake stories on the media. And I want them to realize that this, this tool is just simply that. It's a tool. It's not a killing tool. It's a mm-hmm. tool to defend your life. And you become trained. You know how to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, you become proficient because just like with Stephen, everything went on autopilot. And that's what you, if you are going to have your firearm, you need to be prepared in one second. That's about the amount of time you're going to have to respond one to two seconds on what do I do next? Here's the threat. What am I going to do? You don't get to go, oh, wait, wait, wait. I got to check my lipstick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> it's like, wait, my gun's in this safe. My, my magazines are in a different safe. And then the ammo's out somewhere else. And there are states that they want you yes. to, to be prepared in that way. And they want you to jump through hurdles of uh, permission, asking someone else's permission whether right. you can defend your life and the lives of your family, that's madness. And, and if you want, if anybody out there watching this wants to see this madness play out, look at Kyle Rittenhouse's mm. tape. Mm. That kid was running away, mm-hmm. trying to get away. Mm-hmm. And you tell me that if you're in your home and somebody is kicking down the door, you're going to have time and you're going to have the wherewithal to be able to do a combination, punch in the code, to be able to get your ammo and go over Gosh, here, get your right. firearm. It doesn't happen that way at all. The, the, the physiological changes that take place in your body when you go under extreme stress like that, right. it, it is crippling. And you need to be able to, without thinking about it, go into the mechanical motion of knowing mm-hmm. how you're going to handle that firearm, let alone, <laughs> Try and try and get into that safe, right? Or run to the room and go. Where Where is my gun? Where is my my boom boom stick that's going to save my life? <laughs> that the lawmaker says I got to have locked up over here. Yeah, right, right. And being prepared beforehand. Yes, with the firearm, with the training. That's part of it. Being prepared for the aftermath. Mm-hmm. You know, as you said, Kyle Rittenhouse and his family. They may never be able to dig out of the financial hole no. that they're in for the legal portion, I have no idea if somebody's coming after him civilly, but with his well-known household name, probably somebody somewhere is going to come up with something civilly. And that is why it's so important to at least know that there are things out there, uh, protections out there like U.S. Law Shield. Why don't the gun manufacturers go after the criminals, sue them for using their gun improperly? Amen. Well, that's what the Sandy Hook victims did. The Sandy Hook victims had a class action lawsuit against Remington and won. Right. No, he means the other other way. way. Right. So why can't it go the other way? Yeah. Why can't can't Remington go and say, hey, use that gun 
irresponsibly. It's not how we intended that going to be used. I right. love that idea. And sue them. And if, and if Kyle Rittenhouse, if he's watching this show, I'd go after Brandon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think he might be going after Brandon. I hope and, so. Yeah. And, and all the supporters. That, that's yeah. right. Absolutely. Yeah. Telling you. Yep. All right, ladies, we've got to get on out of here, but uh, tell folks uh, how do they stay connected to, to U.S. Law Shield? So Lana, you're at more of a regional uh, Cynthia, you're right here in the state. So if if those are two different things, Lana, I'm going to have you go first. Okay, the easiest thing to do is if you are in the state of Arizona and you want to go to a gun law seminar to learn, talk to these attorneys. This is so amazing. You get that at your fingertips and they can answer those questions that you might have as a responsible gun owner. Um, being educated is very smart. Go to gunlawseminar.com click on Arizona or any state. So if you are watching this and you're in any state, click on any state you want to, and then you'll see the upcoming events, gunlawseminar.com. Um, if you want to sign up for U.S. Law Shield, what's really awesome is that if they go to uslawshield.com and they sign up, they must, in the promo code area, they have to put in AZ Firearms. That's us. AZ <laughs> firearms. And the reason why is they get the locked in rate. So this is the real reasons why mm. they get the locked in rate. That rate will never increase on them as long as they stay a member. So unlike Netflix, you know, you pay $6.99 when I started <laughs> and now I'm like $18.99, I think um, it keeps increasing with Law Shield, it won't. So if they use AZ firearms, it will not increase the life of their membership. Um, oh, wow. There is no contracts. They can cancel anytime. And then they also get two free months if they do an annual. So that's really nice. And that's because of you and Danny. So AZ Firearms. Well, thank you. thank you for that. And that helps us kind of put our time and money where our mouth is because we're saying that it's important to be trained and to have this kind of protection. And you're, you're kind of helping us help others by doing that. Thank you for that, Lana. And, and Cynthia, as you said, on... Um, the 17th, it's a Thursday, February 17th at our auction house, Pot of Gold Estate Auctions in Avondale, Arizona. It's 310 North Dysart Road, Road Building B. You are going to be chauffeuring our yes. friend that we just talked about, Stephen Williford, over here. What can people anticipate for their evening? Well, we're, um, Stephen's going to tell his story. And people are gonna be able to hear firsthand from him directly what his experience was, uh, uh, what it was like, and then what happened afterwards. And um, it, it's gonna be a very powerful, moving uh, presentation on his part, because this is real. This is not a made up story, this is real. We're also going to have our one of our program attorneys, uh, Derek DeBeau, who is going to be there. And he is going to be doing a seminar then on uh, Arizona gun laws. Mm -hmm. uh, know uh, before you draw, know the law, basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, the people who are attending are going to be able to ask any law specific to Arizona to themselves uh, so they can come, get educated, get informed. So it's going to be twofold. And uh, um, I, I want to tell both of you, thank you very much for hosting the event for us. Our um, honor. This, 
we, we appreciate it very much because again, US Law Shield is about education. We, we do have a membership that provides that legal financial protection for mm -hmm. you as a self-defender, but we're also all about educating people um, so that they know what to do and what not to do. That's awesome. And is there a special website link or something for, for people to sign up for the Stephen Williford uh, evening here on the 17th of February? Yes, they would go to the gunlawseminar.com, click on Arizona, and then you'll see it right there. And it says AZ Firearms, the pot of gold auction house, um, and they can just register and come. And if they, if they enter the word friend, friend on registering to come to the event they get to come at no charge nice um, i love it free is my favorite yep, price ever that's right right <laughs> absolutely awesome. well ladies thank you so much this has been uh just eye-opening and refreshing in a lot of ways to know that there is help out there when we think all the way through uh, any incident that we might be involved in. We've got to train beforehand and we've got to have protection on the back end. And thank you so much, Lana Bryan and Cynthia Ladd. We appreciate you ladies so much. Thank, thank you. you for having us. Thank yeah. you Thanks, both. Guys. Thank you. Bye -bye. Have a blessed day. Have yeah. a Bye -bye. blessed day. Bye-bye. Oh, that's so awesome. That is so awesome. Yep. Oh my goodness. I'm excited. Uh, you know, we've been able to interview Stephen Williford on this forum, you know, but to, to be able to have him here in Arizona in our building, you know, that's going to be amazing knowing that he's sharing the importance of his story and the blessings that came out of his story with people. And, uh, then two days after that, out at the Arizona state Capitol, uh, talking to the huge crowd that's going to be out there for the um, the rally on the 19th, Saturday, February 19th, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's going to be awesome. And none of that could have happened if it wasn't for U.S. Law Shield right. sponsoring him to come all the way to Arizona. So thank you, thank you, thank you to U.S. Law Shield for stepping up and, and doing that. Um, but uh, wow, I, I didn't give you two words today to get in edgewise. Are you... Are you out of words? Am I allowed to talk now? Uh, go. Quit kicking me. <laughs> Quit kicking me. No, it, it's very interesting. I wanted to hear what they had to say more than me talking because it was good information. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, all right. Well, if we start wrapping up, I want to. When you say wrapping up, it's like you want me to sing a song, a rap? Clearly, no. I would never, ever mean that. Let's just make that super clear right now <clears throat> do not up. need you to wrap <clears throat> okay <Right? laughs> you, you know there's a lot of talent there it's so true steaming inside of me yes with my rap mm -hmm. yes honey absolutely and that's where we're going to leave that but anyway it, it would be a shame to to waste it and do you know the trailer park growths go around the side is that right around the, the outside, outside yeah <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. We are going to wrap it up uh, with a nice little uh, proverbial bow on top and say that if you want to go back and watch any portion of today's video or any of the uh, videos that we've made with our subject matter experts, you can go to YouTube. Please subscribe. 
please click the notifications button so you'll know when any new content comes Which up. Which finger do you us. use to do that? Pinky? Well, you got to have your pinky up when you do it. <clears throat> oh, okay. Everybody else says smash the notification button. And I'm like, we can be delicate about this, right? Very highbrow, pinky up, notifications button. You can also Practice, go try to- it. See if it works. No, them. Oh, them. Uh, you can go to uh, Gunstreamer. Uh, which is a more of a second amendment friendly version of YouTube or the smartphone app called Ops Lens. If you like to listen to the audio only version, then uh, because, you know, maybe you're doing chores out for a walk, right? On a bike ride, doing something like that. And you just want to hear it. You don't want to watch it. Go to our website, gunfreedomradio.com. Click the on demand tab and binge listen to your heart's content. Darling. All of the episodes we have there. And if you click the guest tab, you'll see photos and bios and links to all of the guests that we've ever had on. It's a tremendous and growing resource. And when you spend time there, we don't hate that. So, yeah. all right, until next time, we are going to pray for our country. We are. Pray for our nation, pray for our leaders, pray for the world. Mm -hmm. we're even going to pray for the ones we don't like even the ones we really don't like right dan yes right we're going to pray for all of them <laughs> pray for like a, you've done pray that for a praying party we're gonna have a praying party maybe especially the ones you don't like. for guidance for guidance yeah, yes i like it to be all right. to be representatives instead of rulers mm, i like that you're gonna be a ruler. play a part in that hey, too right if they want to be rulers they can go to venezuela and rule to the hot's content darling that's true but if we want representative government, we play a part in that too. Sure, we have to re we have to find out who are the ones that really are constitutionalists, and we have to vote for them, and we have to support them. And then once they're in office, do we just walk away because oh, they got no. this? You visit them, mm -hmm. you call oh, them, you talk to them, them. you uh, you let them know that they're doing a good job or that they're drifting. Mm -hmm. McCain, I'm drifting a little bit. <laughs> well all right well on that he, note yeah until next time he was a constitutionalist at some point and i don't i don't get it i mean it's like you have something good why would you want something bad i mean if you want to look at good look at our country from 1776 all the way to now mm -hmm. and then you go look at countries like venezuela and uh we're talking about uh what was that country where the, the guy, his dad was, uh, I mean, his grandfather was a president? Columbia. Colum no, it wasn't Columbia. It was, uh, yeah. Port no, it wasn't. It was. Oh. Uh, but how their country went yeah. from, they had a constitution me. and all of a sudden they have no constitution anymore. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they're, you know. Right. And it's, you know, when our nation was formed, there was some imperfections, right? Two or three. Yeah. And I mean, slavery was still okay. Like, how is that ever okay? Right. So we've worked through some of those things. We're working towards improvement. And then people want to take that and say, oh, well, if we're working towards improvement, then how about, you know, now healthcare is a right, you know, and then that starts really messing things and up. And then how Brandon's that, saying that, that you know, the second amendment right. can be, can be adjusted or amended. Mm hmm is it so, Brandon? Isn't you know, him not Brandon? What's his name? <laughs> Biden. <laughs> but you know, he uh and I get that confused. Sometimes I come oh Biden. Oh, I know. I, it's lots weird. of people, even Jen Sucky. But anyway, 
right even Jen she did Psaki, the um press secretary, secretary for the white house um, did she circle around that one circle back yeah, yeah. but anyway um, the constitution is not to be messed with in that way and you know he thinks that it can be a, you know people didn't own cannons back then yes they did yeah it's crazy. Well, I, I, right. I want to think my great great grandfather had cannons oh i can almost guarantee and he was trying to figure out how to how to make a flintlock into full auto (laughs) (laughs) i would think that's what my grandpa oh my gosh all right we got to get out of here i'm not done yet but okay (laughs) all right guys thank you very much have a great day have a great week be good to each other and god bless bye-bye